Good morning. It's Thursday, May the 7th. We're reading through the Bible in a year. Our Old Testament reading today to get you ready for it. I want to talk just briefly about 1 Kings chapters 14 and 15. Now remember, David has a son, Solomon. Solomon has a son, Rehoboam. And Jeroboam takes over the northern part, the majority of Israel, referred to as Israel throughout the rest of uh, 1 Kings. The southern, is, southern part is always called Judah. But uh, Rehoboam has a sick child and he sends his wife undercover covertly to a prophet. Prophet sees through this ruse and immediately indicts her husband and the reign of Jeroboam by saying in verse number nine that uh, you cast me behind your back, which is just such a vivid picture of not putting the Lord before us as our priority. And uh, King Jeroboam didn't do that. He did not see everything through that lens of doing what would please the Lord. And the Lord took a back seat, so to speak. He cast them in the back, behind his back. And for that, he is indicted. And by the end of the chapter, he dies after 22 years uh, reigning in Israel. Now, Rehoboam in Judah is compromising as well. We see that before we get out of chapter 14 as well. He's, we see this continual phrase. He sets up these high places, these high places where places of idolatry. And uh, there's a lot of syncretism and a lot of things that they tried to blend into the worship of the real God. And unfortunately, uh, many times they just all out and out set up high places to other gods and idols were brought into Israel. And so uh, Jeroboam is dead. Rehoboam is compromising. In chapter 15, now Abijam rules in Judah after um, Rehoboam and he does what's evil. And then Asa comes along, and he's a good king. We'll learn a lot more about him when we read through Chronicles. Uh, Nadab rules in the north for two years and then is assassinated. So lots of drama. But keep in mind, we've got a split kingdom now. We had Saul, Solomon, I'm sorry, Saul, David, and Solomon. That's the United Kingdom. And then we had Rehoboam and Jeroboam, Jeroboam to the north. And so we keep bouncing back through kings between the southern part, the southern half, which is not really a half, it's just a minority in Israel, uh, two tribes to the south, Judah, and 10 tribes to the north, Israel, and we'll be bouncing back and forth through kings. When we get to Chronicles, all we do is track the southern kings in Judah, the 20 kings that we'll go through there. But we got 40 kings that we're going to get through in 1 Kings, believe it or not, so we'll try to keep all that straight. Our reading today in the New Testament is the Gospel of John, a completely different gospel in the sense that it has a whole different approach to giving us the life of Christ. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we call them synoptic gospels. They all just give us a synopsis, a, a, a biology, a Bibli, uh, a biography rather of Christ, kind of moving through the events of his life and making observations about who he is, and yet uh, you know with not a lot of commentary from the authors. Well, John, he's writing clearly to identify right out of the gate who Jesus is. I mean, that's how it starts. His deity is on display. Uh, that the Word becomes flesh and dwells among us. The incarnation is spelled out in the first chapter. So we read the first twenty-eight verses today, and they are rich, and you need to read through them slowly and thoughtfully, and really gain so much of what John is saying uh, before we get to the discussion of John the Baptist, different John, who is uh, the forerunner of Christ, and we get into his ministry right there at the end of our morning reading in John. Now, we've been in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, to gather some imperatives for the community, things we do uh, with one another, the obligations we have toward one another, even though they're not stated as one another's. And at the end of verse 14, it simply says this, we are to be patient with them all. So let's state it this way. You need to be patient 
with everyone. And that's a very important thing. And the word itself, I often talk about the Greek word macrothumia. Thumia, we get words like thermometer from that. It means heat. Uh, and uh, macro means big or long or large, to have a uh, long fuse. That's the way I like to put it. We need that long fuse, and it is a fruit of the Spirit. Remember that, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God would like to get us to reflect His attributes, and His attributes, as He works in us, is that He is the long-suffering God. Uh, he is merciful and patient toward us. And so we pray for His work in our lives that we might be slow to anger, we might have a long fuse, we might be able to tolerate a lot, be long, suffering, to put up with a lot before we lose it. And uh, as God says about his patience, it leads us to repentance. And I think so often we think confrontation uh, and, and quickly trying to correct people around us sometimes is the way to change things. And what we need to know, it's a loving, merciful patience oftentimes with people that will likewise lead them to see the issues that maybe need to be fixed, even in yesterday's reminder uh, to be those who care about helping the weak. Sometimes the weak just need a lot of patience, and surely that's why this comes right after that one. So we want to help the week. That was yesterday. Today, we want to make sure that we are patient with everyone. Be patient with them all. Tomorrow, we'll be back with more. Be sure to subscribe and comment, and we'll continue our reading through the Bible.